You are listening to Into the Ether, a Gen Lack introspective podcast. I am Ripley. And I am Jerry. And today we are going over episode eight, Identity Crisis. So here we are. We're at the end. Yes. The last episode. Finale. Ah, yeah. Uh, there was definitely a lot that happened here. I feel like the world basically exploded <laughs> open here. Yeah. And you can see so many directions and possibilities for this world now that you've seen how they chose to wrap up the first season. Which is interesting because I was expecting a rooster teeth cliffhanger mm-hmm. like a red versus blue style cliffhanger because mm-hmm. they've done that in the past mm-hmm. maybe they decided to say that <laughs> for season two maybe and <laughs> <laughs> do like the little test season have it all nice and wrapped up but have a little open-ended just in case uh we have not heard anything about a season two but at the same time rooster teeth uh, convention RTX is in July, mm-hmm. so I'm fully expecting to hear something then. Yes, I will be very surprised if this does not get picked up for a season yeah. two. This is just amazing, out of the park on all fronts yeah. as far as quality and uh, just the content itself. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, so let's get into the episode. Episode eight, Identity Crisis. The synopsis from the Rooster Teeth site says. The team must evolve further if they hope to make a stand against the Union's deadliest weapon. And we saw at the end of the last episode, they got they finally got their upgrades. Mm-hmm. So they look like what they did in the opening animatic. Yes, we have finally caught up to the opening credits. Yay! Alright. So, the beginning of the episode starts off with like a window screen establishing call to Julian Chase. Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't go through, it just connects. Right. And then you've got, like, a montage of the new mechas rolling out. Mm-hmm. And then you get an establishing call to Kazu. Right. So. And muttered words of frustration, why aren't these going through? <laughs> yes. And then you get the their ship getting a new paint job. It's called the Renegade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks to Cammy and, and Yaz is watching. And then establishing call to Cammy. And it goes through. Yes. And it's Migas. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Migas. So somebody made it. Yay. Yeah. So uh, he's finally able to connect with the team. Starts out by confirming that Dr. Weller is in fact dead. Yes. That uh, the explosion he started took out most of the soldiers in the mm-hmm. lab, which saved them. Yeah. So it's good news, bad news. It's definitely a lot less damaging than it would have been if the doctor hadn't been there and done that. Yeah, so, so his death was absolutely not in vain. Yeah. But he goes on to say that uh, weeks ago, Weller realized how the Union soldiers and the Union sympathizers were getting... How they were they were able to use the nanobots without being susceptible to them. Mm-hmm. And it was because of a code. They're all implanted with a chip that kind of puts out this code that tells the nanobots to avoid this person. Yeah. Don't, don't kill this person. Don't kill this one, yes. Yeah. Uh, so Doc figured, uh, Weller figured out how to mimic mm-hmm. that code, mm-hmm. and the Vanguard was able to deploy it, and it worked. Yes. And then Mega sends the code to Cammy. 
Right. Because that is a helpful thing to have. <laughs> I have in my notes, Migas equals bestest bean. <laughs> so yeah, that's the uh, payoff on that little uh, scene in the first episode during the attack in New York where you saw somebody hold something up. It kind of looked like a badge and you were yeah. thinking at the time, oh, they're showing their credentials and that's what does it. But no, there's probably a chip in there that also warns off the nanobots. Yeah. So that's one uh, long-term mystery solved. The Vanguard, or Anvil was saved, mm-hmm. mostly. And they report that the Union is making another big move. They're going to try to take Chicago. Mm-hmm. Which... <laughs> that kind of hits home because I went to college in Chicago for a couple years. My older brother went to college, got his undergrads there, and then he lived there for a few years. So I have spent a lot of time in Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It still holds a tiny little place in my heart because it's mm-hmm. a pretty cool city, and I would be very sad. Yeah. And from a from a tactical standpoint, you can see why they would decide, okay, we were successful in taking New York. What's the next big, big population yeah. center that we can just set roots in to go mm-hmm. out across the whole continent? So yeah, Chicago, from a tactical standpoint, looks like a pretty good middle ground yeah. for them to build out. It's from. a it's a port city. It gives you access to riverways and Lake Michigan and close mm-hmm. proximity to Canada. Mm-hmm. Cammy leaves Nugget behind mm-hmm. with Henry, Henry <laughs> Wu, and those two get on like oil and fire. <laughs> it's so cute. He's trying to be cute, but Nugget keeps leaping at his face and it's adorable. <laughs> so they immediately deploy to Chicago. Yes. Like load up load up the uh, the Hoans, get your ass in gear, get underway kind of thing. Yeah. And so the behemoth has uncloaked in Lake Michigan heading towards Chicago, kind of like what it did in New York when Mm -hmm. it it appeared off the coast. Yeah. So just no idea how it got there, if it was just walking the entire time, or if they deployed it, but it was was cloaked, and then all of a sudden it's not cloaked, so it Mm -hmm. was there, (laughs) now it is, and you gotta deal with it. Um, so they make the plan, and I thought this was really cool, because in a lot of, a lot of the mechas that I, mecha shows that I have seen, the, the mechas are always, like, the center of attention, mm-hmm. that's where the fight is, right. kind of thing, that's where, that's where all the focus is, but mm-hmm. here, the plan they have is specifically to distract Nemesis, to pull, pull it away from the city, away mm-hmm. from the main, I mean, away from the behemoth, away from the main fight right and just keep it busy mm-hmm. so that the ground troops can go in and, and deal with right with uh, a multi-pronged attack instead of everything right yeah. on you yeah we have nothing else yeah <laughs> Kel calls it simple but effective mm-hmm. and then says that that was the notes <laughs> that weller would leave on a uh, uh, chase a lot of the time in training yes. <laughs> simple but effective <laughs> Which, hey, you know, if you don't have to overcomplicate it and it still works, why the hell not? True. Uh, they set out in a train yard uh, just outside the city. Everyone in their new shiny colons. <laughs> and I, I think this is a good good time to point out the way this train yard is set up. It, it There's like a, a rotating track mm-hmm. that goes over a pit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't really see the bottom of the pit. It's got to be a good... I don't know, 60 feet is the number that's popping into my head just for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. It's a deep pit. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so the, the track would rotate. 
put the trains in different places or whatever. Right. But that's going to come into play later. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, it's... if it didn't, you'd be almost disappointed after right? seeing that. Yeah. Set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, there's there's a lot of, like, tall structures and, mm-hmm. and cranes and just, a, just a, lot of, a lot of stuff going on in this environment. They get there and they see, they don't see Nemesis yet, but they see ground troops. And so they're just going to have some fun. Mm-hmm. So you have this great moment where... You know, they're, they're like, well, how are we going to get Nemesis out there? And it's like, well, basically, we're just going to say, hey, come we're and get here. us. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, they know that Nemesis is not stable enough to avoid mm-hmm. or resist uh, yeah. heeding a call like that. So so you've got this great imagery of Chase's Holon walking towards the camera, making these jabs at at Nemesis to try and you know, like needle him out. And behind him, you just see the other Holons laying waste to these ground troops. Right? Like, like Kaz is just whipping them all over the place, like grabbing the, the tanks and just whipping them around. And Yaz has got her, she's got laser eyes now. Mm-hmm. And remember that laser that's in her wrist? It's in her eyes now, her Holon's eyes. Because why not? Cammy's got the, her drones... And she's so her hole on his is, is rabbit like. It's got these ears, but they're sensors. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're like canting back and forth mm-hmm. to try and catch catch the sound and whatever. So you've got everybody's using their no toy their new toys and everything. Oh yes, it's got wings now. So she's flying around in addition to the laser eyes. <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay, we did good with Chase adding flight to him. Let's add it to yes too. So. You, you can never go wrong letting a pilot fly. Okay, so Nemesis finally shows up, but he is streaking in faster than normal because, oh, look, guess who also has wings? <laughs> they gave him wings. So he slams in, immediately slams in the chase, and they all start fighting him, and he's got armory util- utilizing this nanotech. Yes. So, like, forming weapons and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And Cammy sends out the code, but it's already been patched. Right. So the code that she has doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right here you can see that both sides are engaging in this escalation of tech and knowledge of the other side. As soon as they know the other side's moving, they're pushing to keep up. And it looks like it's happening on both sides of the fight here. Yeah, it's, it's getting pretty close. Kazu was thrown into the pit. Uh, he's able to grab onto the side. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, so they're, they're, they've got Nemesis on this rotating track. Uh, they accidentally... Or what, was it intentionally? I don't know. The, the track starts moving. Yeah. Like, I, rotating. I'm not sure what set it going. Yeah, but something it set it off. Definitely a moment where you were, like, almost expecting a uh, Star Wars prequel scene there. <laughs> but it didn't happen, thankfully. <laughs> you know, it's been so long since I've mm-hmm. seen those, I can't even remember what you're referencing. And I think oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just uh, the slicing of Darth Maul in half on a walkway like that just oh, okay. because the, even the threat of him getting cut in half I, I know his robot consciousness would be fine yeah. but his... despite that the emotional trauma of yeah. being thrown in half and you can see even he was feeling his robot yeah. parts to make sure everything was there so yeah, that was... psychologically he did not want that to happen that was a great scene um and then um like nobody's able to get a hit in on nemesis he is just 
just too fast for them. Mm-hmm. And he makes the comment, you think too loud. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Um, oh, yeah, okay, so it's Valentina that, that activates the turn style. Okay. But I still can't remember if that was intentional or not, because mm-hmm. they were up in the they were up in their little sniper's nest, and I know they fired at Nemesis, and he dodged. Yeah. The thing is, once, once you start getting into a battle, things you plan for might not necessarily result the way that you want it to. So I, I can't offhand remember why they decided to set it in motion, but I, clearly the uh, intent was not to cause causing more problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Valentina, part of their new Holon capabilities is a cloak mm-hmm. that... Cloaks. That is a cloaking cloak. Really nice. It is yeah. the best cloak. <laughs> <laughs> so they're able to hop down undetected and kind of get a hit in. Mm-hmm. And they end up mind sharing with Yaz. Mm-hmm. To note, in the mind share, Valentina takes on more of her ether. So within the mind share, they look like Val, supposed right. to Valentina. Right. And yeah, so with the mind share, Cammy suggests they all do it. Mm-hmm. They fight five as one. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to think this is a good idea, except for Chase. Right. And his argument, which is a valid one. Especially now. Especially now, <laughs> is that he says, this is all I got. My mind, everything else is gone. Mm-hmm. So he's afraid that if he merges with anybody else... It's a contamination of consciousness that isn't his into his personal space. Yeah. Because... Basically, this is all he has for personal space now. Yeah. Val counters, maybe you become a new you. You, Over a lifetime, you are supposed to change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very valid point. I think a lot of people forget that. Yeah. I, I feel like that was a very, a very meta moment in the series. And it can just speak to a viewer on so many levels there. Yeah. Uh, that's just a, a core... A core part of the human condition and the human existence is that we do recognize time and things do change over time and our stacking memories that is what takes us to where we are now we are living in the fourth dimension Mm -hmm. so i can't remember what the first dimension into two dimension is like that's when you get a line, but yeah. there's no... Third, it's just like height and width, and yeah. then height, width, depth, yeah. and then height, width, depth, change over time mm-hmm. is the fourth dimension. Yeah. So it's unavoidable, it's just the way humans are, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I feel sometimes people get defensive if they find out they're wrong, mm-hmm. like denial and that can't be because that's not what I know. Well, right. It's okay that you didn't know, but you've got to be open to growth. And evidence. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle. You know, I even struggle with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, you know something is truth, and then you find out it's not. Yeah. That's kind of jarring. Yeah. When you get this defensive burning inside of you going, <laughs> but this is, this is my truth, but yeah, if. Your truth doesn't mesh up with the world anymore, and everybody else is adjusted to the new yeah. truth. You, You're getting left you'll behind. get left behind for sure. Um, and then Yas comes in and 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 supports that, saying, "Staying closed off, that's not living. Evolving, changing, living in something, someone new, that's living." Mm-hmm. 
And then they realize, oh shit, their uptime mm-hmm. is approaching because they've they've been using all these mods and, yeah. and mind yeah. sharing and like running back and forth and everything. So they have this moment where they're trying to figure out what to do, and Chase basically says, "Okay, you guys go reset." Mm-hmm. So they have to upload in their bodies and then re-download yeah. back into the holons. And he'll stay. And by the time. Yeah, distract Nemesis and by the time. Just like at the beginning. So you can see he he goes in cycles and circles. If he's presented with the same situation, he will tend to see the same solution. Yeah, Um, but that does mean that he's going to exceed his uptime and he's not going to be able to re-download back into his body. Yeah, yes. But at this point, he's willing to make that sacrifice. Uh, just like he did in the first episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when they come back, then they'll... The the plan is when they'll come back, they'll recombine mm-hmm. five on one. Yeah. Then we get Nemesis in the mindshare. Mm-hmm. So we've got Chase and Nemesis, and a very evil-looking version of Chase. <laughs> kind of a pallor to his skin, and this, like, this kind of glowing nanobot. But Scar down Yeah, Nanobot face. Scar sounds like a pretty good description. Yeah. Um, Plus the, the jarring movements. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's still glitching. Chase inundates him with memories mm-hmm. of his time with the team. Yeah, that was an interesting tactic. Yeah. And for a moment, it seems to work. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, if you are Nemesis, all of a sudden you're being handed these memories of you because it is going to include moments where chase was back in his body at a time after nemesis splintered off so he's getting the chance to kind of feel those memories of a physical body again that aren't the same as the ones he's already got so that by itself would be pretty jarring there there is some pretty incredible mind work you can get into on this series for sure but the nemesis kind of turns it on him and says well what if they don't come back Mm -hmm. and is able to get chase pinned Mm -hmm. and then heads off to attack the ship with Mm -hmm. the team in their bodies in it right um get them while they are helpless yes Meanwhile, they can't immediately re-upload because Weller had blocks in place. Yes. Because tech, you know... There's a reason for the downtime. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, Kemi's trying to hack in as fast as she can. And really, who hasn't personally felt a version of this when you had to restart your computer in order to do something and now you're waiting for it and waiting for it and you're like, why isn't this going faster? Yeah. (laughs) I hate those moments. So I feel Cammy's frustration. <laughs> uh, but they're set up outside the Chicago Field Museum, mm-hmm. which is a gorgeous building. Yes. I They really did a good job capturing cityscapes yeah. and architecture, and it's not just generic-looking scenes. They've got things that look pretty specific. <laughs> I've, I know that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to that museum. I've been there. Um, I think there's even a moment where you saw Shed Aquarium in the background somewhere. Mm-hmm. Nemesis is headed towards the ship. Guess who shows up? <laughs> the blue hole one! Yes, that was a surprise to me. Maybe not to some people watching, it but it was surprise. to me. Like, I don't, like, I think it's the kind of thing where they dropped enough hints uh-huh. that that second moment you were like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But 
there was so much going on that you're invested in, you, you forgot about it. You so, like, it the there, initial yeah. moment, you're right. surprised, and yeah. you're like, okay, but who's in it? Yeah. Right? And, Plus, um, I mean, you're not dragging this empty hall on around forever for no reason. Yeah. You're hoping that you'll have a chance to use it someday. We just didn't expect to see that moment happen here yeah. and now. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's still got the original... Like the original endoskeleton, the yeah. original exoplating. It's the Mark One, yeah. so to speak. Uh, but it's also flanked by Striders. Mm-hmm. And, like, who's in it? Mm-hmm. This is the real Sinclair? Was the, the fake Sinclair is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the fake Sinclair definitely tried to go in and yeah. failed. So, yeah. um, definitely not the fake Sinclair in my ooh. mind. So they're firing at Nemesis. They get their arm ripped off, mm-hmm. the the blue hole on. And then Nemesis is coming back for a second attack, and a strider jumps in front of the blue hole on, and the canopy opens, and it's Miranda, mm-hmm. and she addresses Julian directly. Right. And, I mean, it stops, because this is, this is Julian Julian. Yeah. <laughs> and it's glitching, like, the worst we've seen him glitch. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't figure out what to do. Yeah. But then there's a moment where it looks like he's going to go ahead and just attack her. Mm-hmm. And he gets bowled over by Chase! Yay. <laughs> so you find out that Leon mm-hmm. is in the blue hole on. Yeah. We did feel at the time that they were laying the Easter eggs of what would happen if somebody wasn't entirely compatible would uh, go in there but again that was one of those things that they they laid the clues but in that moment i had managed to forget about that so they they did a really good job of sidetracking yeah. me yeah. from the clues they planted so that was that was super super cool the way that all came came out Oh, Chase has a moment where he realizes he doesn't have to worry about uptime anymore. Mm-hmm. So he can utilize all of his mods. Yeah. Because r- if you think about it, they probably have been purposefully holding back on trying yeah. things back to back to back because they realize it's going to burn through their uptime faster. Yeah. Okay, so they, they're able to re-upload mm-hmm. into their Holons, and they all go ahead and, and do the... Five by one mind share. Yeah. Which is like a reverse Voltron. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I love it so I, much. I did notice in that moment that Leon was not participating in the mental communications right. here. So that kind of gave me an indication that he doesn't have the plasticity to go there. He's yeah. able to do the hole on itself, but he doesn't have that extra push for the extra things that we have seen out of the people that are compatible. Yeah. So you have the they're, so they're all fighting. They're able to get in hits. They're finally able to restrain him both in the real world and in the mindshare. Mm-hmm. Like Kazu's got a leg. Somebody's got an arm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they're holding him, and Chase comes by. Mm-hmm. In the mindshare and extracts the new nano code mm-hmm. from him and sends it to Cammy. Mm-hmm. She puts it out to her drones and her drones start broadcasting it. 
Mm-hmm. And this is right as Nemesis is conjuring this massive wave of nanobots, like, out of the ground. They just, yeah. just break up out of the dirt. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen the anime movie Akira. A long time ago. In that moment, that formation of stuff coming out behind him, it reminded me of Akira. So I have to watch it again. don't know if that was purposeful or if it's just because Akira is the, the granddaddy of <laughs> anime sci-fi at this point, but it was it was a nice callback to my memories of anime. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty epic scene. And then, yeah, right before it's able to descend on them, the code works. Mm-hmm. And the nano, like all of the nanotech kind of just fades away, mm-hmm. including the extra tech that Nemesis was using, you know, because they'd ripped an arm off earlier of him yeah, I during the train, train fight, nice and he touch. replaced it with the yeah. nanotech. And that, yeah. like that arm went away after this too. And uh, I think this is the point where Chase grabs Nemesis and flies him up. Oh. Right? Yes. And in the background, you can see the cityscape. Mm-hmm. You can see the behemoth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a quick moment. <laughs> and it's like, things are on fire and, and stuff, but uh, um, they're dealing with their, their fire here. So yeah, he chase, pulls him up into the atmosphere and then drops him. Mm-hmm. And without the nanotech, without the ability, like the, the wings that he had earlier. Yeah. He just... Yeah. So, yeah, it's clear from that that the upgrade that Nemesis gave himself to keep up with Chase being able to fly was something that he accomplished with the nanobots rather than it being a hard upgrade. So it's kind of like a mod 0.5 instead of a full mod there. Not smart, Nemesis. (laughs) Almost, but not quite. So Nemesis Hoan is incapacitated now, Mm -hmm. crushed on the ground. And Chase versus Nemesis in the mindshare is kind of more this this bittersweet kind of mercy kill mm-hmm. feel to it. And Nemesis reaches out to Chase and says, kill these copies. Mm-hmm. And then all of these copies of Chase, of like the Nemesis Chase, just yeah. appear in this mindshare. Yeah. Which has been a recurring theme in Red versus Blue. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen stuff like this before with Tex and with uh, Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, and it's like here's this villain that that has taken you so long and so hard. To, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> ta-da! It's multiplied. Yes. It's Chase is able to kill Nemesis, or at least this copy of Nemesis. Yes. Yeah. And again, your brain goes down the rabbit hole with what version of yeah. Nemesis just got killed. Do they yeah. have a hierarchy? Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the X-Men character Multiple Man. No. Um, but they would kind of keep him together cohesively as a character by allowing him to absorb other copies he'd made of himself to kind of get all of the memories together back into one oh, body. Wow. So, yeah, my brain was thinking, well, does Nemesis kind of splinter out and then pull back together as needed? Or are there literally hundreds of completely independent Nemeses out there that don't have a full hive mind, but they've splintered off into their own existence? Well, I mean, this just brings back that feeling, too, from uh, Red versus Blue of the alpha AI getting... fractured off Mm, and then trying to recollect itself Mm -hmm. 
that's kind of that's an interesting and good point yeah also a lot closer to the uh, rooster teeth home base i mean you know they could they could literally do anything with it Mm -hmm. and we won't know (laughs) just what they decide until season two yeah (laughs) so they they killed the nemesis holon Mm -hmm. they killed the nemesis brain yeah leon goes to download Mm-hmm. But there's a chance that it's not going to take. Yes. And that kind of appears to be what happens. Yeah. He ends up in a coma. And they can't really tell if he's in there or not. Yeah. Just looking at it from the field there. Yeah. So they're going to hope for the best <laughs> to find his doctors and uh, see what they can do. But this this has really turned the tide of the war. It's now in Polity's favor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marin asks the Genlock team to return to Anvil. Mm-hmm. Gives them a chance to talk about it. Chase gets a chance to talk to Miranda, and they both realize that they've, you know, growth and change. Mm-hmm. They're both, neither of them are the person that they were before New York. Yeah, before the attack this is a, a nice echo to what we saw in the ether earlier. Yeah. But she's she's getting her own personal revelation of that same concept. So I'm, I'm glad they allowed her in on that type of uh, character growth yeah. moment as well. Yeah. So what they decide, what the team decides, is a little bit up in the air. Mm-hmm. You don't exactly know where they're going. Mm-hmm. Or what they're going to be doing, just you that... Just know that Migas is Migas coming is with them! them. Yay! Yay! Yeah, he is joining Genlock as the <laughs> engineering liaison. <laughs> so we are jazzed about that. And yeah, so it ends on this nice little happy note. Mm-hmm. Uplifting and, and things are finally going in our direction. Mm-hmm. And then the credits roll! <laughs> and yes, first you're just grooving to the music, you get some extra songs from the same people that did the opening theme song and then uh, it goes quiet and and you've got you oh it's kind of a look into union territory mm-hmm. we're seeing union soldiers we're clearly inside of union space or territory oh. i should say yeah yeah mil- military in the streets and then you see one of them decides, I'm going to go head off in this direction. I'm not with the others. And um, because of my geeky nerd nature, I immediately thought of a seminal scene from Final Fantasy VII <laughs> from way back in the day when Cloud Stripe was dressed up as a uh, soldier and broke away from his unit just like this guy did. <laughs> Again, I don't know if these things are happening on purpose or accidental. I'd probably say <laughs> they are because uh, Rooster Teeth <laughs> is filled with geeks. This is true. Who there have to be some... to I'm, Plus, I mean, Final Fantasy VII is like the one that people think of when you say Final Fantasy in the first place. So they've been talking about remaking the game forever. Supposedly happening right now, so it is on people's (laughs) brains. (laughs) So, yes, this soldier darts into the alley. He removes his helmet. He's panting. It's the real Sinclair. Yes, and (gasps) definitely a little bit worse for wear. Yeah. But, uh, yes, surprise. He 
did not get killed and replaced, looks like. At the very least, they must have kidnapped him to replace him, or otherwise he got disappeared and they decided it was safe to replace him. We don't know the details, but we know he's in the middle of a very bad place for a vanguard soldier to be. Yeah, yeah, and he knows it too. <laughs> like, like, there's no... He's not been brainwashed. Mm-hmm. He's not been coerced. He is... Fuck, I'm in a bad situation. I need yeah. to get out. <laughs> yeah. So that is definitely a mind-blowing lead-in yeah. to season two that yeah. makes you go all sorts of places in your head. No. <laughs> yeah, just an amazing, brilliant season, and I cannot wait for more. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> all right. Well, you've been listening to Into the Ether, a Genlock introspective podcast. I am Ripley. And I'm Jerry. And we will see you in the ether.